Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Well, it's so good to be in church, and this morning we have uh, Vincent who's going to be sharing the word. Come on, give him a hand. Uh, Vincent uh, is part of our church and he's actually uh, oversees uh, our prayer ministry together with his wife, Sydney, Cindy, and um, they uh, gather t- together or with, together with a group of people and praying. A lot of times, 9.30, when we're enjoying a coffee, there's a group of people in the back actually praying for the service, the services that we're going to have. And we're so grateful for a prayer ministry in this church. And, you know, if you're, if you're not sure what to do in church, you're not sure, oh, I don't know what ministry to take, and you really feel a, a burden for prayer, then be a part of that. Just see Vincent and, and uh, you can sign up for that. And, and also, you know, during the, uh, during the month and so on, if there's particular needs, we send them out and so that people can pray. And I think that's really the backbone of our church and we're so, so grateful. Vincent it's, uh, runs a life group as well and just passionate about the things of God. So I know that God is going to speak to us this morning. So would you give him a big, big welcome as he comes to minister the Word of God this morning. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Yeah. I love those, uh, those days when we use uh, to say, God is good. And uh, everybody shouts, oh Hallelujah. God is good. Oh and all the time, God is good. God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's, uh, it's awesome when uh, you have uh, been seeking God and uh, prepare the message, and then last minute, you feel like God is messing with you, and you go, God, what are you doing? I don't know what to do. So, let's pray. (laughs) Anointing fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Touch my lips, my hands, and my heart. Fill me, Lord, every part. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Father God, this is our prayer this morning that your holy anointing will be so tangible in this place this morning. That, O Lord, your anointing will break the yoke. Your anointing will set us free. Your anointing will release us into your call, into our destiny in Jesus Christ. I surrender to you, O Lord God. Let everything in me, O Lord God, O Lord, as I surrender, bow before you. And let the authority of Christ through his word, O Lord God, be so manifest. Let nothing in me, O Lord God, 
hinder the works that you're doing in this place. Let your spirit be at work in Jesus' most precious and glorious name we pray. Amen. Amen. I welcome you if uh, you are joining us uh, online. Uh, I don't usually say you're watching online. I say you're joining the service online. So uh, please be responsive if you're joining us online. And I believe uh, God has a word for you as uh, he has a word for us uh, in this place uh, today. You know, quite a while back, Pastor Joe has been uh, preaching on uh, a topic titled, But God, dot, dot, dot. The devil wanted it to harm you, but God used it for good. And we've gone through that series, we've finished that series, and we've come last Sunday, Pastor Joe preached on his glory appears. I was sitting right there, and I felt really that God is driving this church, God is driving this family, God is driving this community in a direction, in a trajectory that no man could ever did. God is in the business of leading us in a place where only he has called us and has prepared us for. So, with that, as I was sitting there, I already had my subject title, and I was like, oh, Pastor Joe, oh, Pastor Joe, that, that's exactly what God has been saying to me. Come on, go for it, go for it, because this is what God has been saying. And if I can try and put it in the same line with the topics that God has been speaking in this house today and uh, on the days uh, gone by, is positioning yourself for the move of God. So, positioning yourself for the move of God. What I was looking at and I said, you know what, it's better we get started with some basic defin uh, definitions and see what does positioning mean. Positioning is an adverb that comes from the word position. And position, therefore, derives the, word, uh, the verb to position. So, in continuous time, when you say positioning, so that is an action that takes place now and keeps on taking place. So, it's a continuous time. Positioning. And to position means to take stand, sit, in a certain place. So I position myself here. I take stand here. I position myself in that seat. I take seat in there. To hold a certain place. To remain in a certain place. To take stand, to sit, to remain in a certain place. Positioning to continue to remain in a certain place. Therefore, to position your, uh, oneself is to occupy a certain place. The new year has come. A lot of people have done a lot of resolutions. A lot of people have done a lot of plans. A lot of people have done a lot of preparations. And we as a church, we're just finishing seven days fasting and praying. Amen. Amen. And I know that 
the purpose of that seven days of fasting and prayer is to seek God that we may position ourselves in the place where God wants us for this year. That we may position ourselves before God for this year so that God can take control of everything that concerns us. We position ourselves as a church because we long to hear from God and we believe and we know that God is in the driving seat of this ministry, of this church. Therefore, we position ourselves, we, put, we take stand in the place where God wants us so that God can continue to lead us for this year. And as we've come to, um, to that, we've taken time to fast and pray, and seek God. And you know, I wanted to quote um, somebody, a friend of uh, D.L. Moody, but before that, I would say this. We are doing that. We are praying. We have taken time to fast and pray and seek God in obedience to what God is doing in the house. We want to obey what God is doing doing in the house. We want to obey the directives of the Holy Spirit. We want to obey the guidance and the leadership of the Holy Spirit in the house. And I will say to you that obedience to the Word of God combined with prayer is a road junction where faith and waiting on God collide. You have faith, you're waiting on God, and you have obedience and you start praying as you're waiting on God. Waiting on God is not sitting and thumb twiddling or sitting and waiting to hear when God will speak audibly in a miraculous way, in a certain way, so that I know God has spoken. But it's to sit down and start praying and obeying what the Word of God is saying unto me so that I can actually see what waiting on God is. So that's why combining Prayer and waiting on and uh, waiting on God, co combining prayer and obedience is a road junction where faith and waiting in God collides, and results are tangible and visible. Uh, F. B. Mayer, Frederick Mayer, a good friend of uh, D. L. Moody, a Baptist past, uh, pastor of uh, that century, said. The greatest tragedy in life is not an answered prayer, it's unoffered prayers. When you and I, we wait on God and we don't pray, when you and I, we want God to move and we don't pray, that way we're in a trajectory for tragedy. But when we pray, God answers. When we pray, God hears. When we pray, God is ready to manifest his glory and show his grace unto us. So, he took that from Isaiah 40, verse 31, which says, But those who wait on God, those who wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's when you obey the word of God and when you 
Start praying as you're waiting on God that when you start getting strength, which is supernatural and no man can explain how come you are going through the same circumstances, through the same situation I went through, and yet you're still smiling, and yet you're still strong, and yet you're still like nothing is happening. Are you real or is that situation real? It's because you have combined prayer and obedience to the word of God and you wait on God. Therefore, Malachi 7 says, Therefore, I will look to the Lord and I will wait for God of my salvation. My God will hear me. That is a word of confirmation. That is a word of confidence. That is a word of encouragement. As you start waiting on God and you say, I will wait for the God of my salvation. That's what waiting on God means. I am praying and I know that God will hear me. As I am praying, as I'm seeking God, I know God will hear me. Oh, friends, we are in a time that we need to learn to position ourselves before God. And I'm going to take you today through an example of a group of people who knew how to position themselves before God. A group of people who chose to position themselves so God can lead them and can guide them. It's the children of Israel in the Old Testament. The children of Israel, they journeyed in the wilderness and decided at one point, as they saw everything that Moses was doing was bearing fruits, everything that Moses was doing was showing them that actually things are going well if we can hearken the voice of God through Moses. So, God spoke to Moses and said, build me a tent. And God spoke to Moses and said, I want to lead you and I want to guide you. And they chose through Moses to position themselves to hear the voice of God, to walk through the pillar of fire by night and through the cloud by day because they have positioned themselves in that place where God wanted them so that he can lead them. And every time that the uh, children of Israel moved, God moved with them. And Moses, through that positioning before God, said, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, we are not moving from here. That is positioning oneself for the move of God. Lord, if your position doesn't go, we are not going. I'm going to give you a Vincent translation. It says this. And Moses said, because we have positioned ourselves to be led by you, O God, if your presence doesn't go with us, we are not moving. We have come to a time where church, family, we need to come to a place where we say, God, if you are not taking place in that, I am not part of it. God, if you are not moving from this place, I am staying put. God, I have positioned myself to move when you move, to go where you go, to hear what you say, and to do what you say, do. But if you are not saying anything, I'm not doing it. If you are not going, I am not going. If you are not moving, I am not moving either. In other words, God, if you are not moving from here, neither am I moving 
we need to, punish, to position ourselves for that kind of a move of God. So, I've, one, I've gone through uh, a few steps that I thought uh, may help us. But before we get to that, I want to take you through where I'm basing my scripture today is on Exodus chapter 40, verse 34 to 38. Exodus chapter 40, verse 34 to 38 says this. Then the Lord covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up above the tabernacle, the children of Israel could go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, they did not journey till the day, they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. The cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle day, and the fire was over it night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. As the children of Israel chose to position themselves before God. God told Mo uh, Moses, build me a tent because I will make my presence amongst you. I will dwell in the tent and I will guide you and I will lead you as we journey, as we go. And as they journeyed, as they, they went, the children of Israel, they waited for the move of God. And when the move of God was tangible, when the move of God was visible, when the move of God was real for them and manifest for them, then they moved with what God was saying and what God was moving. We need to come to a time where we will say, God, I'm going to join the prayer ministry. I'm going to join the prayer on Wednesday and pray and wait on you till you speak to me. We need to come to a time where we will be like Anna's amongst us when we say, God, I will stay there and I will lean on you, and I will wait on you, and I will cry to you till you speak to me. We need to come to a time where our hearts will begin to long for more of a corporate prayer and say, you know what, I want to be in the house of God because today is a day of prayer, and today is the day that I am waiting on God, and I want that to be manifest, and I want that to be intentional, I want that to be uh, so uh, uh, practicable and I will be there and wait on God and I want to hear from God I want to see God say something to me so I've gone through um, a step of how to position ourselves for the move of God so I hope God helps us with this and um, it's uh, something that encourages you and encourages me in uh, uh, how we wait on God how we position ourselves for the move of God and I believe that some of us in this house today we're waiting on the move of God a specific move of God for this year 2022 and we've been going through a, a good three years of uh, challenges a good three years of specific challenges in our lives and we are like, God, I don't know what to do next. Unless you speak to me, I'm closing shop. God, I don't know what to do next. Unless you speak to me, I don't know where I'm going. I want to say to you today that God is on the move. God is on the move. Will you partner with him? The first point of moving, uh, uh, how to position ourselves for the move of God is to be intentional about it. We need to be intentional about the move of God. David says in Psalm 27 verse 4, 
One thing I ask of the Lord, and this one I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Contemplating the beauty of the Lord, gazing at the beauty of the Lord, where God and I face to face, I am looking at God in his face, and God is looking at me in my heart and is speaking to me. One thing, and this I will seek. I want to underline that this I will seek. He was intentional about it. And today we say David was the man after God's own heart. He was intentional about that decision. Are you and I intentional about being in the presence of God today? Or are we just putting another tick in the box? Yes, at least I went to church. Yeah, I made sure that Pastor Joe saw me. I made sure that, that uh, uh, Asher saw me and he said hello to me. At least they've ticked. At least I went to life group. I made sure that someone saw me there. Or are we intentional about the move of God? Where we say, God, church is not over until you touch me today. Where we want to have amongst us um, uh, 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 Jacobs who say, God, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Where we want to have amongst us, uh, um, Anna's, who say, God, they may call me drunk, they may call me lunatic for your move, for the glory of your presence, but you know what? I am going to pray, I am going to cry, because you know the deep wound deep inside. We need to be intentional about the move of God. This year, 2022, God longs for that. Are you intentional about the move of God? Are you intentional for the presence of God? In being intentional for the presence of God, we need to begin to picture it. Begin to see yourself in that place. Begin to see yourself in the prayer meetings. Begin to see yourself early for the service. Begin to see yourself praying before you leave your house and say, God, I am going not because of the music. I know the music is good. I love it, especially the drum. I love it. And uh, you know what, God? I am going, and especially when they, they play that particular one song, it's so awesome. I just want to hear that song. But above all, I want your move. I want your touch. Would you touch me? Before I move from my house, would you touch me? Would you draw me to you? As I'm going there, I'm not going just to that building. I'm not just going to that ad address, but I'm coming in your presence. Would you touch me? Would you lead me? Would you draw me? Would you make everything in me begin to draw closer to you? We need to be intentional about it. And we begin to, to see ourselves in the presence of God as we're coming in, as we're walking through the doors of this place, as we sit, uh, we take our seat and say, God, I am in your presence. It's you and I hear. I don't mind who hears me say hallelujah. I don't mind who hears me say uh, clap my hands. But you know what? It's you and I. This is a one-on-one -on -one business. God, would you touch me? We need to begin to picture that. We, be, we need to begin to commit ourselves to obey the word of God. When we hear the word of God, and especially when it's a tough message like depart from sin. When it's a tough message like, you know what? You need to begin to repent. We need to be obedient. We need to be obedient when you say, God, you know what? It's hard. I cannot free myself, but would you free me? Would you set me free? 
by your word that you spoke today, by your grace today, would you release me? Would you free me, oh God? Begin to see yourself departing from that habit. Begin to see yourself cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Begin to see yourself in the Holy of Holies, you and God. Even as you sit there, you and God, and say, God, you know what? This is a one-on-one business. This is you and I. We heavenly trading here. God, would you touch me? Would you minister to me as I pray? Point number two, not by might, not by power. My friend, you can't do it in your own strength. You can't set yourself free. Oh, yes, you can't set yourself free. Neither can I. Nobody can do it. It's not my willpower. It's not my ability or my finances. It's the grace of God by his spirit. That's the time where you and I, we need to begin to cry out to God and say, God, would you let your spirit minister grace to me in this particular area? We may have a specific thing that is so hard to resolve, a specific issue that is so hard to resolve. It's when you begin to say, God, I'm intentional about it. I'm intentional about your presence. I'm intentional about your move. Would you move me in this area? Would you minister to me in this area? Would you let your spirit minister grace in this area? I need your grace. We are saved by grace, by the Holy Spirit, by the power of God. And at the time you begin to say, God, I'm intentional about this saving grace. I'm intentional about it. I want to commit to seek your face. I want to commit to see that grace is ministered to me by the power of the Holy Ghost. Would you minister to me, oh God? We need to begin to seek God for that. And that is Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 says. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord. To Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You cannot do it on your own. It's hard. It's impossible, let me tell you. It's impossible. You cannot do it by your, on your own. It's by his spirit, by his grace. That's when we need to begin to pray scriptures. God, you said... All those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't know how to pray about this situation. I don't know how to pray about this thing. I just want to call on Jesus, 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 Jesus. Would you come? Jesus, would you minister grace? I am calling on the name of Jesus on this issue, on this thing. Would you minister grace, oh Lord Jesus? Would you touch me with your grace? We need to begin to pray scriptures. You may be finding yourself so downcast. And you say, I don't even know how to pray. David said, oh, my soul, rejoice. Why are you so downcast? We need to begin to pray scriptures like that and say, oh, Vincent, why are you feeling so sad? Don't you know that the Lord is your God? We need to begin to remind ourselves of those kind of scriptures and say, yes, I know that all those who are in Christ are a new creation, are a new creature. The old thing is gone. God, I know I am a new creature. Not by might, not by power. We need to begin to praise God, point number three. We need to begin to raise our hands and say, God, I praise you. 
We need to begin to come to a place where we say, you know what, God, I'm intentional about praise. Oh, I love it in Africa. <sighs> I tell you, that's the one thing I miss home. When we say, you need to be intentional about praise, they are truly intentional about praise. You will seek for ways to stop them and say, come on, guys, I didn't say to that extent. <laughs> We need to be intentional about praise when we come in the house of God and um, we, we say hallelujah. Even, you know, even the angels say we need to get there. Those people are praising. We need to get there. There is praise coming from that church, from that house, from that place, from that man. We need to touch him. We need to minister to him. Listen to what the Bible says. Psalm 63 verse 3 and 4. Says, because of your loving kindness, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will my lips will praise you. Thus will I. Thus, while I live, I will lift my hands in your name. Oh yes, oh yes. You know this kind of scriptures lead us to those old choruses uh, that goes like this: Your loving kindness. Is better than life. Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise thee. Thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. Would you join me if you know the chorus? Your loving kindness is better than life. Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise thee, thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. My lift my hands up unto thy name. I lift my hands up unto thy name. My lips shall praise thee, thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my hands unto thy name. We need to begin to come to a place where, my friend, you and I, we begin to see the loving kindness of the Lord. Not only we sing it, but we begin to remind ourselves and say, I know, God, your loving kindness is better than life. If not your loving kindness, I wouldn't be where I am right now. If not your loving kindness, God, I know I would have gone before COVID came. I know if not your loving kindness, when COVID knocked at the door, I know it would have been a disaster. I know, God, if not your loving kindness, I would be jobless. I know, God, if not your loving kindness, I wouldn't make it in Australia. We need to begin to come to a place where we begin to remind ourselves of God's loving kindness. For his loving kindness is better than life. That's how you position yourself before God. You begin to see, remember that our God has never failed us. Oh, God never failed us, never will he one day. Neither will live one day. He's not a son of man that he shall repent or he shall forgive. He'll forget his promises unto us, says the Bible. God's loving kindness is better than... Oh, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Unless you taste of his loving kindness, you won't know what I'm talking about. But I know we all in this place, 
we witnesses of God's loving kindness. In some measure, in some ways, we know we witnesses of God's loving kindness. And I love it when we come in this place because of his loving kindness. We go, you know what? I know I'm going through a hard time. I know I'm going through a tough time. And I know life is difficult. I can cope with it right now. But you know what? God's loving kindness gets me going. God's loving kindness still holds me. Psalm 22 verse 22 says, I will declare your name to my brothers. And in the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. That's when we need to come. You know, I, I'm not saying we need to start the um, Jewish style when we meet. We just go shalom, shalom, and do the ritualistic thing, the religious thing. No, it's when it's, I can't stop speaking of God's goodness in my life. When I can't stop but witnessing and say, you know what? God has been good to me. God has been good to me. If I'm here today, I can see that God has been really good to me. I want to praise him. I want to thank him. I want to glorify him. Listen to my favorite uh, scripture. I took it from uh, the Berean uh, Bible study. It says this. My mouth will thank the Lord profusely in the presence. And I will praise him in the presence of many. I don't know. I tried to understand the word profusely. My English failed. <laughs> you know, there are people when uh, you give them a glass of water, they start thanking you as if you've given them an aeroplane. <laughs> they just go, oh, brother, so thank you so much. Thank you so much. You don't know what you've done. Just, just a glass of water. Come on, for goodness sake. It's just a glass of water. But you know what? You have no idea. Oh. Thank you so much for that glass of water. Oh, God bless you. And they start bestowing all blessings from heaven and everywhere and say, God bless you for that glass of water. You know, they start profusely thanking you. But, you know, when you know the loving kindness of God and you have tasted of his goodness, I don't know what will stop you from thanking him. And I believe that's what the African congregations have learned, actually, when uh, uh, they, 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 they come to thanking God. And you tell them and say, let's thank God for his loving kindness, as we're going to do in a, just about a minute. And you know what? They just go on and on and on and on. And you go, guys, we were supposed to stop church by 12 o'clock. Can you stop it? And they just keep going and go, God, you are so good. You are so good. You are so gracious. You are so miraculous. You are so awesome. You are so wonderful. And they just keep going and keep going. And um, you know what? It reminds me of what God does when people praise him. He dwells in the midst of our praises. How God dwells in the midst of our praises. His glory comes down. His presence becomes manifest. His glory becomes manifest. The chains begin to shake and break. We start having an experience like uh, Saul and Silas, uh, Paul and Silas in, uh, in prison, where even the, the, prisoner, the prison keepers, they start shaking and go, are you all right? Is everything okay with you? I thought you would be shaking by now. You will be on your own the floor you will be collapsing but is everything okay you know what God is so good his loving kindness is so good let me tell you this one thing you know now uh, when we start praising God when we start glorifying God as we're gonna do in a minute as we uh, draw to the end of this message today and I want, I want to tell you this when we praise God as the children of Israel began to praise God after they built the tent and they did everything by what God said uh, to Moses, 
We have that repeated for Solomon's temple. We have that repeated for today. Because you and I are the temple that Jesus Christ said, you are the stone upon which I will build my temple and the gates of Edis shall not prevail against her. You and I are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And Paul says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost who dwell in you? We are the temple, better temple than that one Moses built because that was just a tent. We are a better temple than the temple that Solomon built because that was not redeemed. You are a redeemed temple of the Holy Ghost. You are a redeemed temple of God. You and I today, we host the presence of God in our hearts when we come together like this. Even furthermore reason why God's presence is so tangible and so manifest and so real in this place. Because you and I bring the presence of God in this place. You and I host the presence of God in our lives. You and I, we have the presence of God in our lives. And as we begin to praise him, God says, you know what? Too many praises there. I can't stay far away. Anyway, he never stayed far away because he's omnipresent. Oh, he says, you know what? People are praising there. Angels, what are you doing in heaven? Join them there. Minister to them praises. Minister to them and set them free and bring healing amongst them and bring miracles and signs and wonders. That's why Bible says signs and wonders shall accompany the preaching of the word of God. It's when we begin to praise, we begin, we begin to glorify God and God's presence in our midst becomes so tangible and so manifest and so real that his glory fills the temple. Oh, point number four, let his glory come down. As you're intentional about it, as you do not try it in your own, as you do praise him, let his glory come down. I'm going to take you through a set of scriptures very quickly. In, uh, uh, we start with uh, Exodus 40, 34 to 35, says this. Then the, Lord, the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. When Moses began to praise and said to the sons of Aaron, today the sons of Aaron represented in the, in the worship team and the musicians, and said to them, guys, you need to make a little bit louder, you know. I know Grandpa there doesn't really like it too loud, but uh, keep him in mind as well. But make it a bit louder to glorify God. We're not asking for jarring music, but really mean every stroke of your guitar, every beat of your drum to say glory unto the Lamb of God. And as they did that, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. He could not enter to minister. We are coming to a time where Life Christian Center, we will come one day, I believe this is a prophecy, we will come one day as we worship, whosoever is uh, preaching stands up here, we can't say a word because God is in the move. God is in the house. We have been speaking about revival. I'm not talking about the Azusa revival. 
I'm not talking about the Belfast revival. I'm talking about the revival that is gathering momentum in the heavenlies. The revival that is about to start here. When you and I become intentional about the move of God. Oh God. Oh God. I speak with passion and my heart. As God says, are you ready for, the, for revival? Are you ready for the move of God? If it is, you join through the uh, broadcasting, broadcasting social media. Are you ready for the move of God? Are you ready for revival? As you begin to seek God, as you be intentional about the move of God, as you begin to become intentional about it and picture revival in this place, when we come to church, lunch will matter nothing anymore. Going to Nana's place will be postponed tomorrow. <laughs> when we come in this place and say, you know what? I just can't move out of here. The church usually service finishes at 11.45 or so. But you know what? I am staying here because the presence of God is here. I will go from here to work tomorrow. And I will bring this presence of God there. I tell you, that, those, those are the kind of things that happen when revival breaks out. Are we intentional about that? Are we intentional about revival? The Bible says, the world has yet to see the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. We are in the last days where Joel spoke about the outpour of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we haven't even scratched the surface of the outpour of the Holy Spirit. When we become intentional to praise God, when we become intentional to seek God, when we become intentional for the move of God, the glory of God appears. When we become intentional about the presence of God, the move of God is real. When we become intentional about the glory of God and the presence of God, seeking God and being in his presence and being not just touched and let go. No, we want God to touch us and keep his hand on us. As it was, as it is said again in the Bible, and say, the hand of the Lord was upon so and so. We want to see the hand of God upon Vincent. We want to see the hand of God upon each and every one of us in this place and say, God has put his hand on me and he's keep, keeping it there because he's not done with me yet. Because God is driving me. God is taking me to a new place in a new destiny. Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 7 says, Then when Solomon had finished praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the house. I, I wanted to see what prayer did Solomon do. I wanted to see what prayer did Solomon do, chapter 6. If you go to that, you'll see Solomon started saying, Oh, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you. You alone are God. You alone are the God who saves and heals and delivers us. You are glorious in power. 
majestic in wonders. You are here present in this house. He acknowledged the presence of God. He began to praise God. He began to give praise to God intentionally and speak the wonders of God and speak the works of God and the miracles of God and all the deeds of God. And God, God's presence came and filled the temple. He could not minister anymore. So, what take home today? If you missed it all, what I really long for you to take home today, or if you missed the point, four points, simple. Be intentional about the presence of God. Be intentional about praise. Be intentional about seeking God. Not by power, not by might. Not by me going to learn new skills. I'm not a good guitarist, but I try. I just make noise. And I know that heaven loves it. God loves it. And the angels fill the room when I make that noise. I don't know how I do it, but how God does it, it's by his grace. Not by power, not by might, but by his spirit. Begin to praise God. Number three. And the last point. Let the glory of God fill the house. Let the glory of God come down. Let the glory of God come down. Joshua 6, 17, uh, 15 to uh, 16. As I'm closing, it says, But it came to pass. Can we all say, it came to pass? Come on, we can say better than that. It came to pass. It came to pass. And the Bible says, And it came to pass on the seventh day that the, uh, they rose early, before dawn of the day, marched and marched around the city seven times in the, same, in the same manner. And on that day only, they marched around the city seven times. On that day only, they did it seven times. And the seventh time, it happened. And it happened. And it happened. When the priest blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. You know what? Not a single gunfire. Not a single arrow and bow. Not a single sword was swung. But they shouted praise unto the Lord God Almighty. They shouted praise to the God of your salvation and my salvation. They shouted praise in the presence of God. And the house of God was filled with glory. And in this day, as they were in a battle, I don't know what you're facing. You may be facing a battle. You may be facing a challenge. But when praise begins to rise, it's more than just raising an hallelujah. It's more than just shouting because it brings the presence of God in the house. It brings God and God's attention even far beyond your imagination and in your needs. And God's presence came and the children of Israel had victory. I tell you what, when we begin to praise God, the glory of God comes. As uh, uh, I will request the band just to join us in, uh, in a minute. And um, uh, yeah, the band can join us. We're going to shout hallelujah. We're going to raise praise. We're going to raise a hallelujah in the house. We're going to shake that situation which has been holding you and I captive in fear. We're going to shake that situation as we're finishing the fast and prayer today. Oh, I know God has 
has heard your prayer. God has been in the move and God wants you to position yourself for the move of God. And we can position ourselves even today with praise and worship as we're going to shout hallelujah. Verse 20 of Joshua chapter 6 says, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpet and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with great shout. Oh, with great shout, it says. And that the wall of the, fell down when the people went into the city, every man straight in his way. You know what? You might have been facing hurdles and hurdles. It's like you jump this way, it's not that way. You jump that way, it's not that way. You do a hoopaloopa, it's not that way. You do a, uh, what is that one we did, that's this again? You do those, it's not that way. You do everything, you crawl, it's not any way. You get influence of every man you know under the sun, it's not that way. And then you come to a point when you say, you know what? I'm about to give up. But let me tell you, I've got new, good news for you today. Let's raise and hallelujah. Let's praise God and let's be intentional about it as we praise the Lord. Before I hand over back to Pastor Joe, I want to uh, invite you to rise to your feet and we're going to shout hallelujah together with the band as we uh, praise God, as we shout hallelujah, as we glorify God and said, we want to see as the Bible says, and it came to pass and as they shouted hallelujah and it happened, and it happened in your situation, I speak prophetically in your situation, as we shout hallelujah today and it shall happen by the word of God by the favor of God by the grace of God today whatever you've been fasting for this week whatever you've been praying for even if it was just for guidance and direction for 2022 and I cry out to God and I speak prophetically in your life and say as we shout hallelujah we're gonna see the glory of God oh glorious Lord let's put our hands together and shout hallelujah Praise the Lord, oh my soul. And uh, I don't know what you've been praying and fasting for this week, but I know that there are a bunch of needs across the congregation, a uh, bunch of things that people are going through. And, you know, um, just as uh, uh, Vincent was, was, was ministering, I want us to believe that God's going to move. We don't, we, don't, we don't just pray and fast, you know, to diet or whatever. We're, we're believing that God is going to do something. So we're going to sing this chorus a couple more times and I love it because as as they shouted it happened so I want us to begin to praise and worship God as we're praying and worship I don't know what your need is but I just want you to begin to present it to the Lord just present it to the Lord just say God there's that situation there's that maybe you need healing you know just just begin to believe for healing you know whatever part of your body needs healing why don't you put your hand on that particular part just believe for healing maybe maybe you need a miracle come on why don't you just begin to present it before the Lord as they shouted it happened come on as they worship it happened we're going to be worshiping God and as we worship just begin to present those needs at home come on I want you to do that just begin to present those needs come on let's lift our voices to the Lord come on 